alongside the mind of a new podcast where I'm going to dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people or people I look up to uh, in the wrestling community. I am your hostess with the mostest, Katie Kinsey, baby. New name. Rebranding all around. Joined with me, my first guest. It's only fair that he be the first guest. He is the Paul Heyman to my Roman Reigns, my advocate, one-third of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, host of the Havoc Hour, Mr. Reek Havoc. How you doing? Oh, it is a nice change of pace to, to get my introduction. Uh, I, did, I like it. Did I, like I do it, it justice? I, I'm, I'm rather impressed. I'm rather impressed. Well, thank you, I mean, because you know. the last time... Uh, I I do Savannah's introduction for She Elite, but it's literally your words. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> the first couple of times you tried to do it, I was a little disappointed, and so I kept notes here for everyone's, <laughs> and uh, I made sure to text that to you so that we don't have these issues in the future. I know, but now I I'm comfortable doing it. I hope I did it justice for you because you can give everyone a fantastic intro and it's only fitting that you get one yourself. So. I like it. I like it. It's new, but exactly. I like it. Well, I'm glad. If I have you on for another show, which I probably will, I'll introduce you with that type of caliber again. I promise. So. I like that. Before like I start asking you podcast-related questions and then just other questions just to get to know you better, I feel like we need to talk about you being my advocate and how that kind of <laughs> came about. <laughs> because people who aren't in the know uh, are probably very confused by that statement. So would you like to explain it or would you like me to? Okay, so obviously, as we talked about, you are rebranded and... Mm -hmm emancipated and all that good stuff because uh you got your start somewhere else you uh were the uh the new, hot new recruit at smack raw and uh for what was it J just just at a year a little over a year okay just just or just over a year um uh, you were kind of the workhorse and uh, a lot of the stuff was kind of falling on you and i i, I noticed that i noticed when people kind of you know, if you get left hanging, you know, holding the ball for a while and stuff like that. So I, I, tr I like to offer help when I can. So I uh, wound up doing, I don't know how many raw recaps with you and Kevin. And then Kevin fell out. Then it would just be me there with you. And, uh, well, I decided that if no one else was going to acknowledge work that you did on a regular basis because let's be honest not many people did i said i would take it upon myself to do so because like i said it, it's the work's getting done by this one person I, you know somebody needs to acknowledge it so i will i will be your cheerleader in that sense and uh from there just kind of uh, i don't know I, I don't know where the idea came of it but you know, I just, I worked the gimmick, basically. I worked the gimmick for mm -hmm. weeks and weeks, and then it just turned into a thing. So 
but it's it's sincere because like i said i i genuinely could see all that you were doing and how much you grew and what you were doing and how much better you got how much more confident you got so it's not hard to be an advocate to someone who you know continues to get better it was real simple for me well well first of all i appreciate that thank you um i didn't expect you to be like like sentiment and like nice about it. i thought you were just gonna joke about how kevin left me hanging multiple times um well he did it, he, true he did uh, it started because you asked to be on a raw recap, and I thought you were joking. But we added you last minute, and then I think it was like three weeks in a row. It was either the three of us or just me and you, because Kevin something yeah. would come up with Kevin, and he wouldn't be able to. I think initially I had a rant that I had to get off my chest and. You know, TC and I recorded Young Kings Wrestling the, the day before, so I'd already did a show. So I needed a show to get my, my frustrations out. And I don't know what it was that happened that night, but I needed to get it out immediately. And I'm like, okay, you guys are on Twitch. You're streaming right now. Let me in so I can do some, some ranting. And some I, overtime ranting. I mean, that's something you're known for, so it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Essentially, yeah. And that was the second time you and I worked together. Do you remember the first time? Wow. Oh, man. I've uh, done so many of these. I honestly don't. I know. Well, okay, I'll give you a hint. Well, I think it was actually the third time, but uh, it wasn't my show. Oh, Smackin' the Raw with yep. Matt. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Wow. See that? That was so long ago. I know. Yeah. Um, I think I think you did you did the show with them once before and I saw that. And that was one of the first times I think I saw you even like on any of the shows. I know you did Smack Raw like before that, but like I think the first time one of the first times I actually got to, to see you there was on that show and I was like, Oh, she's new, she's with them, she's with the, the other show, like but yeah, um, by that time, I got to know Matt pretty good, so it was just it was fun because I just I was getting around to working with pretty much everyone, and I hadn't worked with you yet. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, let's uh, let's get together, whatever. Let's do this thing. I'm I'm always down to to meet new people when we do this stuff, so it's it's a blast for me. Oh yeah, and then I got to do the uh, WrestleMania. Uh, what I don't remember what you guys called it off the top of my head. Uh, Mania Madness. Mania Madness. Because it's yeah, it's it's themed after. Because we, I don't know how we got around to do it. See, that's why I love working with creative guys because they always come up with new stuff. And this idea that they came up with, you know, in the month of March is March Madness for you know college basketball. Mm -hmm. So we got to March and we said let's come up with a bracket. Our thing is coming up with brackets for different ideas. We have the promo Madness bracket, uh, the theme song Madness bracket. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 and it, it's, it's good because, you know, we find out where everyone's head's at. Uh, so that year we did WrestleManias and had you on to do that. And it was, once again, it was a good time. It was a fun time. Representation Mania. Forever. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, not everyone is going to agree with that. That nope. did not go over well. Nope. Um, <laughs> But for me, I'm biased because I was there. So me, I'm biased me because shit. women. 
There you go. There we go. And then, I mean, that was uh, at least like six months ago. And now I have been on Young Kings a plethora of times. Yeah. We have worked together a handful of times. I mean, if it's not my show or your show, it's smacking it raw. Like the 200th yep. episode that we did, which. Oh, God. <laughs> We won't get into that. That is its own being. No, we, we will not. When you hear about it, you go watch it. It's it's such a good... I just watched it the other day. Because it's so funny. Because so much happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, in a sense. We'll, we'll leave it at that, and we'll let the people decide if they want to go yeah. watch it. Yeah. So, podcasting. You have two, or you're a part of two. How did you, I mean, I kind of know one of them, but how did you get your start into podcasting with Young Kings and then The Havoc Hour? Oh, man. Okay. So, I, I, it, it's really funny because I was not supposed to be doing this at all. It's, it's real cliche, and I hate cliche, but it's the truth. I started podcasting just shy of three years ago and i was doing it to help a friend well a friend i had at the time um we were talking about sports stuff like that he needed a co-host i said look i could talk this all day every day just let me know when and we'll do it so we spent a little over a year and change about a year and a half doing it uh and it was just a thing uh, we got some good exposure. We started, uh, that's how I got introduced to the PFL, the mm -hmm. MMA promotion. We went down there, we got credentials, we got to cover fights, interview fighters. I made a lot of connections there. And uh, right towards the end of that year and a half, you know, things change between people. Uh, I, I, I like to not dwell on the, the, the negatives, but... Mm -hmm. I just realized I needed to go and do my own thing because I I, ca I caught a bug for it. I caught some enjoyment for it. I, I found somewhat of a passion for it. So I said, you know, screw it. I had ideas in my head for a while because I, I was concerned I might have to go down this road. But when the time came, I said, okay. I, I talked to the guys at PFL, said I'm gonna be doing my own show. And New Year's Eve, that day I started just shooting content and stuff like that and putting some ideas together sketching up some drawings and stuff like that had my cousin help me out with the design and next thing you know within a month I had to have a camera at least going and you know putting some stuff together yeah. now when it comes to Young Kings Wrestling when we were out in Vegas covering some of those fights and before I left the show the show I was on uh, I met Malik at the at PFL. He was actually taking like pictures and stuff like that. And you know, we would just be back there talking for a little bit. So you know, I got you know his Instagram and everything like that. And so so we could stay in touch when we left. Yeah. A little while after, uh, you know, I took my leave and started my own thing. And I got in touch with him. He mentioned that he's doing a wrestling podcast. I said, Oh shit. Uh, we all podcasting around here. I mean, <laughs> we could do a collab and stuff like that. that. That's all I was thinking of. Like, let me just let's get on and let let's let's do an episode or two together. Yep. Like, you know, let's just make it a thing or whatever. So yeah, they got me on. I did an episode. It was awesome. 
I think it was the 25th episode. We're just over about 104 to, to, to give you some context. Uh, I didn't, no, it was 20, yeah, 24, episode 24, because I remember it was the Kobe episode. And they were like, yeah, you come back whenever. I wound up doing like two or three more episodes after that. And I think maybe two days after that episode, that third or fourth one, Malik texted me and was just like, hey, listen, man, uh, I, I know like we're doing like a guest thing, stuff like that, but honestly, we got great chemistry. You may as well come to just join up with us and make this a three-man team. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely was shocked by that because I'm like, who, who am I? I'm just the guy that loves wrestling. I love to talk and I know what I'm talking about. Like, that's, that's it. So it, it was like, it, it was flattering and it was like it, it was a moment of appreciation it was like all those things together I'm just like mm-hmm. I didn't hesitate at all I'm like fuck it I'm doing it and I, I didn't even think I'd be able to because I'm like I got all this stuff going on now it's like I don't even know if I could fit it but fuck it I'm gonna try <laughs> so uh, yeah that, before you know it we jumped in there and I think somewhere somewhere in the 40s or maybe early 50s were when I like got started in like officially and we've just been rolling ever since now you know Malik obviously has you know a tight schedule he's got a lot of stuff that he does in the sports and media world so it is kind of a blessing in disguise that he recruited me because now it's kind of me and TC heavy carrying it but I mean I wouldn't be here without Malik you know that, that that's ultimately how that's how I met TC you know, because I I didn't meet him when I was out there before, so we just kind of connected, and I I never came on and doing something with someone with people that I just had instant chemistry with. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of those things, one of those things where the stars aligned, and it all just worked out. Yeah, and as someone who has a met all three of you in person, which is very rare nowadays, um, and I've been on the show and I've watched everything recently I mean basically since I like started like talking to you guys I would watch the chemistry is so real between the three of you it's it's honestly it's so fun to watch because like there's people who you can watch and there's like I don't know they like they clash in it doesn't work I've experienced it <laughs> it's not fun but like the three of you, I mean specifically you and TC, the chemistry is off the fucking charts. I, I I lost count how many times people ask me like if you guys are like close friends stuff. Like that. <laughs> I met Malik, I met Malik two years ago in Vegas. Yeah. One time I met TC last year over Zoom. I just got to see him in person for the first time last month when we were out in Vegas. I know. So I mean that that's. I, I can't make this stuff up. It's just it, it's just the way things work out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, people have it with each other. Other people don't. And you guys sure as fuck do. And it, it really is just like a breath of fresh air to watch. And listen, there are people who like to listen. I like to watch because seeing your facial expressions and then TC laughing about anything or when he uses the soundboard and... <laughs> It's it's something to watch. I yeah. it's very entertaining. And so Absolutely. you're at one oh five for Young Kings? Uh I believe so. I 
think we we just yeah we just did 105 if i'm not mistaken so you just did 105 and you've been full time since about 45 50 and about yeah. how many episodes would you say you have of the havoc hour uh let's see uh, we just recorded uh well you were there we just recorded the the, the third uh star wars episode for uh, the sequels that would be episode 30 and that's in the sequential numbers of actual episodes i did i i recorded a bunch of stuff beforehand just to kind of test the waters out and see like how i wanted to format it like i recorded uh a lot of footage that i did from the pfl championships I recorded some like predictions and stuff when the playoffs came around the NFL. Uh, there was a, a thing I did for Kobe when that happened. Like I just did some stuff to kind of see like how, cause I didn't have a co-host or nothing like that. I was doing this completely by myself. So I kind of had to see where I was at. The first actual episode that I would record was like maybe a month after all of that. Okay. So from there on, I got to, it's at about 30 now. So we'll say about 135-ish episodes of two podcasts you've done. Do you have, like, favorite episodes that you've done of both? <laughs> Off the top of your head. Uh, any of the bracket episodes are uh, are easy, like, the... That, that that's the most fun I have with, with those guys or with anyone that, that comes on with us. Um there, there there's some there's some episodes that I got some pretty some pretty real rants in there. Oh yeah. Um so it's it, it it's real good. Uh for my show I don't know if I have favorites. Like I I I, I like to do it more with people because Nobody wants to hear one person just sit there and talk for hours. Like it just it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but like I I like that there's a collective group of people that I can say like hey you want to you know talk this stuff talk that because I like to be fluid with what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah no I, I I just I like to think that the content I do for myself is getting better, and that that's that's just where I'm at with that. But like you know. With, with with those guys i mean i i i just i say it all the time like i have fun it's not like it's not like work or anything like that it's just we just go i i tell people all the time i don't take notes yep i don't take any kind of bullet points stuff like that everything i'm thinking of is like off the top like if i'm thinking of a rant or something like that i will literally take whatever it is uh, the tweet or the segment on the show or whatever it is and I'll just process what I'm thinking and just formulate it later down the line when they get on the show yeah like if I if if I lose a thought maybe I'll take a note here or there just to keep myself on track but like it's 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 purely in the moment because I don't want it to sound generic like I have to say what I'm thinking and just channel that emotion into it every time I mean, it's... your rants are so entertaining and funny. I know you don't mean them to be funny, but sometimes you get so impassioned, which is a fantastic thing because you are a very impassioned person and you are very smart and um, you're a very 
fluid like like you said you're very fluid when you speak like sometimes you say words to me i'm like i don't even understand what the fuck that means you have typed <laughs> words to me before and i have googled definitions because like what does this you're so smart and you and it shows you're you're not one of those people who act smart but it aren't like you are a very smart guy and you portray it very well whether it's through a rant and you just roast the shit out of people or it's just you talking about anything it it's very, like i said you're a very entertaining guy to watch and listen to oh, i appreciate that it's not uh <sighs> see i i i learned how to separate the two mm-hmm. like when when i when i get on the show and i put that face on like that's recap like th- this right here this is Tariq. this is just me when I get on the show, when I put the face on, that's wreak havoc. That's a that's a character almost. Like yeah. that's that's when I get animated. That's when I get into it. Like oh, all the stuff I say is real, but like I just I, I amp up, you know, all the characteristics of yeah. myself to to make it good, to make it sound good. And it's like I, I don't even know exactly what I'm going for half the time. I just I gotta get out what I, like I said, it's it's gotta come. It's gotta come out in the moment and what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And it just winds up making for good content. It's like happy accidents every time. I don't think too much into it. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go out here and do what I do and people seem to like it. So I'm like, hey, it works. People really do seem to like it. And like I said, I I might be a little biased, but I fucking love the rants. Might be a little biased, but that's just me. So, with like favorite episodes and like like I said, we've done about 135 of these. Are there any moments that were so unexpected that happened, but just stick in your mind? I'll give you an example. You recently did a uh, marks with mics, mm-hmm. and uh, a certain sponsor uh, kind of showed uh, was mentioned, and it caught you by surprise but it made for good content. So is there anything on Young Kings or the Havoc Hour that happened that has stuck with you? Oh, man. So you mentioned this before. TC has the soundboard. A lot of times he won't say when he's got something new, (laughs) and he's real spontaneous with the soundboard. So, you know, anytime, anytime he just, just... finds good discretion or you, you say something crazy or there's a moment in there he'll just find something and just spam that shit I lost count how many different times there have been and, and a lot of times it'll come when I'm in the middle of a rant or, or something something I'm trying to be serious and he'll just hit one of those buttons and it'll just be like you throwing me off I'm not supposed to be laughing I'm supposed to be serious that that happens more often than even I, I realize. Like I'd have to go back and look at some of those times because they 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 happen very frequently. Uh, I think any moment that surprised me, I don't. I couldn't say that. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Like I said, it, it's it's been it has been a time. Would you believe it's been over a year? that I've been doing this with these guys. I mean, I, I started technically right around 
that that first episode we did was I want to say late February going into March, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get like started with them officially until about May. So it's been almost a year and a half. Yeah. So I mean, with all the content that we've shot, I mean, there's been so many moments. There probably is something in there. It's I'd have to think on it. it it's it's not going to come to me right away, but that if if i'm giving you one off the top it's definitely anything with the soundboard because like i said i i, I work with some creative geniuses i mean and, and tc's an actor so that just throws another layer on top of it he's got creativity and he likes to keep the show fresh so anytime that that comes on you gotta you gotta keep on your toes i still to this day i can't time this properly because it's it's too unpredictable i mean the the soundboard is basically the third man in the room oh yeah without question the amount of times i have heard uh the soundbite of goldberg oh god yeah and and the thing about tc is he does it if if it if you get if he gets a reaction out of you he'll continue to do it oh listen tc TC knows how to troll deep. Like, if if he if he sees he's getting to you, it's over. (laughs) You're not. I know from firsthand experience with the Goldberg, because I showed disinterest and disdain and spam, spamming of Goldberg. Yeah, if you if you if you give just a little bit of rope out there, he's gonna pull it, yank you all the way out. That's (laughs) <laughs> that's, that, that's what he does that's what he does he does uh so nothing well besides the soundboard anything from havoc hour like anything recently with the cinema series you've been doing uh you know that that's that that's been a pleasant little uh experience because i i didn't think i would get this much into that side of it i i, I was concerned that I would start doing this and it would be all about sports, even though I wanted to include movies, TV, uh, whatever else, uh, mm-hmm. anime, video games, wh- whatever people want to talk about. Yeah. I like to keep it inclusive because that's what that was the issue I had with the last show I did before this. And so bringing Matt on to do like the horror movies and then, you know, when we found out that you had never seen Star Wars before, which is, yeesh, that, that just kind of spun it even further. So, I mean, that... That that that's really been a, a nice a nice wrinkle. Like now I have to kind of catch up with the sports stuff because it's <laughs> I, I've done so many of these here. Um, man, I talk about my own show. <sighs> yeah, I, I can't think of surprises or things I didn't expect really. Um, I I I I love having new people on that I haven't had on the show before like you know obviously at this point you've been there the last what six straight or something like that something like that like Matt's Matt's been there TC's been on with me Uh, Malik some of the other guys that I've worked with before Uh, everybody brings something different so I kind of the one thing about me is I adjust you do and 
yeah, it just that that's naturally how I am. Whatever the scenario is, I adjust to it, and uh, I try not to get caught. You know, get to a point where things catch me off guard and I'm not prepared for it. I try to stay, you know, balanced about it. And uh, as a again unbiased opinion, I think you do a very good job of it. I work. I feel like I've worked with you enough in different scenarios to see your adaptability. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one thing I had to have in a lot of scenarios in my life. So uh, when you learn to do it young enough, then it kind of just sticks with you. That's true. So we'll move a little bit out of podcasting and more just like some general things. So besides the two podcasts that you do. What else does Wreak Havoc like to do? I know working out, but besides working out, what else do you like to do in your quote-unquote spare time? Because you don't have a lot. Oh, man. Uh, I don't. I really don't. Uh, well, I am a gamer. I'm an avid gamer. Um, <clears throat> I hang I hang out here and there. I don't have much of a... I don't have the same... Uh, What's the number? Uh, group of friends I used to have. Like yeah. I used to hang out with a lot of people. I don't do that anymore. It's a list of list of people is about right right around there. But um, yeah, I, I do that. Uh, I've been working in a business for the last few four years and helping people earn and save more money for retirement. Uh, showing people how money works, how uh, the banks and insurance industries take advantage of middle-income families. I've been working on that for about four years now because jobs are overrated and I'm trying to get rid of the ones that I've been working. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's just, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, with family. And uh, I, it's, it's funny, actually, it, it's time moves really fast for me. And I don't really notice it. A lot of times I don't know what day it is. I just gave my sister her first driving lesson the other day. And like, I, it, it, I didn't even process it until like earlier today. So, I mean, that's, that, that, that's the, the bulk of it. I spend a lot of time in the gym cause that's just my thing. I, I, uh, I was not, the, the 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 biggest of kids when I was growing up I was I was real scrawny you know I, I I would get bullied from time to time in a lot of different scenarios and uh, then then I started to play football and that kind of just started the whole process from there but I mean once I once I got feeling a certain way I just got addicted to it and you know over time the bullying stopped and just people telling you that you look different and stuff like that so mm -hmm. you know, when, when you feel when you feel uh when you feel different you act different and i think that's important um one of my favorite players football players of all time Deion sanders said if you feel good if you look good you feel good if you feel good you play good etc 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 it keeps on going mm -hmm. but you know I, I i firmly have always believed in that so you know for me, it kind of works in reverse. If I feel good, then I think I look good. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm critical of myself to a, a fault about it, but you know, it, it just, it keeps me working at the end of the day. And I think that's the best thing I can do. Cause I just, I like to stay busy. 
You do. I, I, I feel like especially when you were working as a normal job, which are very overrated, I agree, uh, you had no time for, like, anything. And you were working extremely long late hours with that job. Yeah. And then because you would yell at me because I would still be up because I don't sleep. Neither here nor there. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't make faces at me like that. <laughs> and there he's shaking his head at Tell me. The Tell the truth. It's fine. It's fine. But, I mean, we just talked about the gym thing the other day. And I, I agree. Like, if you... If you do something, you feel good doing it. It'll it'll translate, and you seem like a very happy guy when you're not ranting about people doing something stupid. So clearly, it's... something's working behind the scenes in some aspect. Either you're putting on a fantastic face, or you're truly letting it shine. Well. Uh... I don't want to say it's a little bit of both because I, I I like to what you see is what what it is with me like mm-hmm. that's that's about as real as it is now I I will say I don't show every detail of things but mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm pretty straightforward but I mean for me it's it's just keeping that that that's how I manage my mental health is is when I'm there and you know getting all I, I work everything out like it's not it's not even so much about just you know pumping and trying to get big it's like that's where i go to de-stress i get all my frustrations out i get everything that i'm thinking about i just lay that away and just get lost in what i'm doing and that 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 really started when i was in military school because it was like again you get messed with by people here and there and it'll get to you after a while i just told myself after a certain point in time that i wasn't gonna let anybody get to me or let them think that they intimidate me or let them think that they got me shook ever again and that's the mentality I took going forward even after I graduated and I kept taking it going further and that those things kind of stay with me as I go in and I just work stuff out keep myself level-headed because that without that I think I would I would I would be a real mess if I didn't have that to kind of regulate me on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, and I think um, mental health awareness is so important regardless. Um, it's good having something like mine is listening to music and writing. If, if I'm listening to music and I have headphones in, the world is gone. It's just me in that moment. Writing, I graduated with a minor in creative writing for a reason because it's something I love to do so having something anything in your life is so good to help maintain your mental health because physical health yes is important but I feel like mental health is just slightly more important in a lot of aspects so I feel like anyone who is watching or listening find something you love to do stick with it or just someone you love to talk to but the body can't live without the mind it's just a that's just a fact of life it's true it's very true and thank you for opening up about that 
yeah, I, I said I wasn't gonna do that, but I mean, what the hell? I'm I'm, I'm being I'm being honest here. And I know I appreciate it, and know other people will too. So again, thank you. So we'll move on to a lighter topic. <laughs> um, I I was trying to figure out how I wanted to do these interviews, and I was like, okay, we'll do podcast stuff, but then we'll just some sillier, just relaxed questions. So one I found because I couldn't think of any myself. If you, recap, could have a dinner with any three wrestlers, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to be a little basic here, I but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, first and foremost is Rock, because I mean, that 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 that's where it started with me. That that's where I grew up. You know, I I started started watching wrestling when I was about five years old, and one of the things that caught my attention right off the bat is just this this dude coming out in these expensive ass shirts, cutting <laughs> these crazy promos with his shades on indoors. Yep. But I mean, he just oozed charisma, and he was a great wrestler, and I mean everything about it just appealed to me like it, it was hard to get me hooked on something and it still is to this day but when you do it it's it's done and then the same goes for my second one which is stone cold because stone cold was just chaos in, in a in a person and yep. it's like you pay attention to, to everything and when you see the reaction that this dude gets every time he would step through a curtain even to this day you hear a glass shatter in the arena in a wrestling arena it's like people will lose their shit True. because that that that's that's what he he did i mean he would come out and it just just set the whole place on fire and the whole concept of him kicking his boss's ass on tv every week and smashing and drinking beers and stuff like that it just it was so it was cool as hell and i would we played we played the video games and you know, we would throw up middle fingers when our parents weren't watching. <laughs> I mean, like all that stuff was just so dope. Uh, but no, like I, I, I as more as I, I've gotten to see them as, as time gone on, like Rock is now like the highest paid actor, the biggest actor in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. you know, Stone Cold, you know, got out of that out of the business and you know worked on some other projects. He's been on TV. It's just, you see how different these guys really are outside of the crafts and stuff like that and you know how how knowledgeable they are you know how knowledgeable they've been about the whole about the business and everything you know it's just this just kind of talking to them and seeing their perspective from then up till now is crazy but the third one and this this one's near and dear to me because it, it was crazy that you know things happen the way they did is Eddie yeah. because uh, I, I never forget the day I got up I, I always had this routine when I, I got up for school like 6 in the morning I would sit right in this chair and I'll get on the computer every day in the morning and I would go on www.com and I went on there and I saw his face and his date and I'm like okay somebody's working me here this is this is not real What, what what's the issue mm-hmm. And come to find out, 
we didn't make it this morning. And I got to school and people that I, I knew that were wrestling fans, it was kind of hard to be a wrestling fan in school because it's like you had people here and there that were, but the majority of people were like, oh, you watch wrestling, it's fucking corny, like, whatever. But uh, yeah, the people I talked to would hear about it and it was just like, it was a real numb day. But the thing is, he was one of those wrestlers that connected with me differently because I mean, in perspective now, all that he had to go through, you know, getting released and all his addiction issues and stuff that he battled and overcame and found a whole nother life, you know, and rediscovered himself and got back and, you know, made peace with life and his family and everything like that. All that stuff that he overcame, I mean, there was so much we were supposed to still see from him, you know, and I, I would have loved to, you know, just kind of talk to, you know, the Eddie that we got before he was gone because he had such a story to tell that we never got to fully hear, you know, we just, it just got cut short. But I mean, yeah, if I had to pick three, uh, all three of those guys, I think would have been like, that would have been something they put on the network. Oh, yeah. You know, when they, when they used to have that, like, that, uh, the table that, that segment they had with, yeah, yeah, that would have been a good one. But, I mean, yeah, those, those two, the two Rock and Stone Cold were, like, this for me growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw plenty of guys on TV when I was growing up, but those two obviously stuck out the most because they were the biggest ones. And, yeah. and yeah, definitely Eddie because it's, it's like, man, I, I was really... I was so invested in stuff that he was doing for those last couple months that it was like, it was like a train hit you yeah. off to the side. Yeah. But I, I would have loved to talk to talk to him too. That would I would have loved to watch a table of table for three with the three of them. That would just be one of the most insightful yet chaotic hysterical things because all three are. Or, or were like very comedic with their wrestling at, at times so to see the three of them that would have been really cool and oh, yeah. so you have been doing this for about like three years give or take right yep yep just about for someone who might be looking into podcasting or something whether it be in the wrestling world or in your case, like PFL or sports related, do you have any advice for anyone listening or watching? You gotta do what's natural. And what you gotta do what feels right. And I I say that because I I started playing football when I was fifteen. Right when, I, right when I got to high school, because, you know, that was the cool thing to do. You're in high school, you play football, you get noticed. Didn't work out for me that way, but, you know, I, I started doing that, and I fell in love with it. I There's so many things that I, I started and I never finished that I would get involved in but never see all the way through. Football was the one thing that I, I gained my first love for, and I really followed it. And to this day, it's my favorite sport. I could talk about football with anybody high school college pro i started watching mma 
I, I had seen it on and off, but I'd never gotten invested into it until about 2013, right around there. Okay. Uh, from that point on, I, when I first watched, that was my, I saw my first actual like pay-per-view all the way through. From that point, I was hooked. So uh, whether it's UFC, whether it's Bellator, whether it's PFL, I didn't even learn about PFL until that year that we started covering them. So, yeah. uh, but wh- whatever it is, I, I love to sit there and watch it and talk about it. And that, that that's just a happy accident that we wind up going to cover that stuff. So, and, and the same goes for wrestling, you know, like I said, started when I was watching, I was five years old and I'm, I'm gonna be 29 next month. That, that's a long time to watch something and still be invested in it. So when I, when I say do something that feels right, it's like, if you feel comfortable enough that, you know, you can consistently want to be a part of doing something like that or talking about that or whatever it is, content creation, then go for it. Why not? I, I would tell people all the time, uh, if you could sit there, and this is gonna sound nuts, but just, just trust me on this. Okay. If you could sit back and talk to yourself about something that you've seen or read or whatever, if you could sit there and talk to yourself for hours, you can podcast. Yeah. Because I lie to you not, I did it myself for the longest time. Before I started, even to this day, I still do it. And that, that that's a lot of times how I come up with a lot of my thoughts when I'm on the show because it'll be in my head and it's like I just I'll talk to myself because otherwise it's not going to come out it's going to be stuck in my head and it's going to be like a like a trapped bird in a cage like I, I gotta get it out so you know if, if you can do that if you feel comfortable doing that and you enjoy it then the, the, the universe kind of finds a way you just got to be willing to take that step you know but that's what I mean about just doing if it feels right you'll know if it feels right because you know you'll get there and it just won't happen you know what i mean like i i I first started the first time i ever recorded an episode of any podcast i uh the very first yeah three years ago very first one i did when we first started recording i froze i i legitimately i i i kept thinking of everything I was going to say when we came came on there because yeah. this was when I had notes. I had a, a segment of the stuff that I wrote out because it's like I didn't want to mess this up. It's my first time like yeah. putting myself out there with somebody and he hit record. He's introducing himself and I just was like oh, oh shit. So we had to start over. I'm like uh, my bad. I didn't. I don't know what happened but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that it, it wasn't that I felt uncomfortable. It was just that I got so worked up and anxious because I wanted to get into it that it's like I I, I didn't like stick the landing initially. Like yeah. I just I, I knew I wanted to do it. It's just that you know it, it was an adjustment for me. So you know once I got into the flow of it, then it was no problem. But like it's it's not always going to be comfortable. But you know like I said, if if you enjoy it, if you love it, if you care about it. If it means something to you, then th- there's no reason to not pursue it. Honestly, you can just take a take a leap. I hear a lot of people say, you know, it's it's a leap because you you know what's down there, and you're either gonna fall or you're gonna fly. Yeah, I like that. I 
also, I, I didn't know that you completely froze the first time you did a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was real, like, it was humbling, and it was embarrassing at the same time. I was just oh, yeah. like, wow. Because I, I don't know, I don't even know what happened. Like, I started to talk, and then I just shut down. Like, oh, whoops. And honestly, the first podcast that I did on my own, I, I can't even tell you how many times I reshot the first episode I did because I didn't like the way it sounded when I started off or I would start off and then I would get stuck. Like, yeah. it, it, it's happened before. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's new and like I said, adjusting to it is, is can be tough, but if it's what you want to do, it's what you, then you'll make it happen. Ultimately, I mean... I think anytime you start something new, you get a little like nowadays. I'm okay because you know I'm typically working with somebody else, and you know then it make it makes it easier when you know you have somebody to work with too, and people that you're comfortable with. Yeah. But you know when it's still when it's fresh, when it's new, and when you've never done it before, it can be intimidating. I'm not even gonna deny that. But yeah, it's uh. It's the thing about what's in here. It's about, it's about what you got passion for. If you feel it and it feels right, then you just do it. And then sometimes it kind of just happens by accident, like mine. That too. <laughs> that that too. It, it it really does. It really does. Like I didn't. But you I know, didn't accidents. A year ago, I'd be here. So. Yeah. Yeah. A accidents can. Uh, can can work out just fine. Yeah. That was some very good advice. I like that. I like that. Now I've never been good at giving advice either. But I think that's a lie. Either that or people don't listen to it. <laughs> okay, touche. That's fine. <laughs> I was gonna say personal experience, you do give good advice. It just depends on the people listening. That's right. That's neither here nor there. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if you could write an autobiography of your life, you're almost 29 years old, what would be the title of that autobiography? And you can explain why or not. You do not have to. Oh, man. I... I've had that in my head for the longest time and I, I settled on this and it might even be my first tattoo. Uh, oh. I, it'd probably be called the road less traveled. And okay. to just, just to simplify it, it's because that, that is the story of my life. I just, I've never been one to follow like, someone else's patterns i never been one to do things the way other people have done them there was a time when i was young where i tried to fit in and i tried to be like other people because i didn't know who i was and then you know you go to military school and everyone does things the same and you have to walk the same talk the same dress the same you find out who you are yeah. when you find out who you are you don't want to do things like other people mm -hmm. and that goes for like like, like even for my parents, for my friends, anything like that, people that I know, 
you know, I, I don't like doing things conventionally because we're all different. We all have our own paths in life. And I believe that, you know, if you're going to do something special in life, then you have to do it your own way. And plenty of people throughout history, whether it's in entertainment or uh, in whatever field it is, authors, uh, athletes, whatever it is, they, they, they'll, they'll be the ones to tell you they did things their way. And that's how ultimately they came to be who they were. You know, if, if you, if you knew who these people were, you know, if your favorite actor, your favorite singer, whoever, they'll tell you it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't conventional. A lot of times people don't, do things the way that they're supposed to mm -hmm. they don't follow the path that gets put in front of them it's like who really follow i've never been one for following rules that that's another thing i'm not a rule rule person I, i've always hated it i've always been enjoyed the the thought of being rebellious but it's like uh, do, doing stuff normal is just not for me it's never been so you know, when, when I think back on it, it's like, it, it is the road less traveled, but people say it, I, I hate that that term too. It's like, it's less traveled because less people have the the courage to do it. People yeah. are too afraid to do it. They, they, they want to stay on the safe side. They want safety nets in life. I've never operated well with safety nets in life. I operate when I just, like I said before, you take a leap and you, you fall, you fly. And you know that that's just been a constant theme going I, I i get into it with family and all this other stuff all the time because it's like whoa i want this you keep doing that i don't want to do that you know it's like i i don't be just because you did it doesn't mean i have to yep. you know so and that that's just the attitude i've had for years now and i i, I don't regret it it's not easy i wouldn't re i don't recommend it to people and that that's why I think the, the book would be called that because I'm not sitting up here ever going to tell somebody to follow what I did because again everybody's different yep. but I just I learned from myself that you know conventional is not for me yeah. and I I needed to, to figure out you know what I was doing on my own and you know it's not uh it's still not done yet but i just i know that i couldn't be one of those people that say well this this was laid out for me to do and i followed every step to the ladder no screw that it's 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 my story so i'm gonna write it the way i choose to and i'm still writing it so that uh that that tells you all you need to know right there <laughs> I like that though and I mean you are only turning 29 next month yeah oh yeah I was trying to think of when I'm putting this up it'll still be September yeah so next month you're turning 29 yeah. <laughs> um yeah and I can't wait for you to get a tattoo because that's something we've talked about before so personally I'm just yeah. excited because I love tattoos but this isn't about me <laughs> so like I like we have mentioned many times, you have Young Kings Wrestling and you have the Happy Hour. Um, anything coming up within the next few months 
that you want to tell the people about or tease give a little teaser about uh that's a good question uh well just outside of like the the regular episodes i mean you know we uh, usually record with tc every sunday mm-hmm. uh I, I've I gotta get a better a more consistent schedule with my show. <laughs> but it's it's I mean, you, you guys are keeping me busy, so I mean that, that that's not that's not an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Outside of that stuff, um I know next month is the uh PFL championships. I'm hoping to fly down there and cover it in person because they've been doing it all over Zoom. I'm not a big fan of that. I got some content that I that I've up I got to upload and it's up on my page now. Uh on the YouTube and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, you know it, it's it's not the same as getting to go there because those events are awesome, and I met a lot of people there. I I, I told you this. I met Lillian Garcia because she's the ring announcer there, and I got to talk to her and her husband, and they're so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's just an experience. So I I just I'm hoping that uh, I'll get to to fly down there and cover that in person. Uh, that's gonna be huge. Um, but uh, yeah, outside of that, um, I know the two-year anniversary for Young Kings Wrestling has come up. Uh, I wasn't with them for the for the uh, for the start, yeah. but um, I got I got to double check when that uh, when that's going to be coming out. But that's coming up soon, and then I got that next month. So. Um, Outside of that, I think. Oh, oh, uh, the uh, the cinema series that we're doing with the shows. I I keep getting more, and it's like I have a list now because yet another creative person is uh, Mr. Matt Ritter over yep. on the Smack in the Bra podcast, the horror enthusiast yep. of of the show that I like to have on. Uh, he comes up with so much stuff in you know the that realm and now I've got a I think the next one that we're going to do is Nightmare on Elm Street Mm -hmm. and uh, he and TC are going to be on for that that may be next I will double check with them about it but it's it's on the deck so it's uh it's something to look out for I'm very excited I got to be a part of the first two horror ones the first one was mainly me just listening to you and Matt go back and forth about Halloween, which I have now seen them all. Uh, the new yeah. one, too? Yeah, I watched the new the one. Mo- the most recent one? Yeah. I watched it, uh, like, last month or something. Before I, like, was, like, fully, fully watching all of them in order. Because we talked about mm. it. But, yeah, I finished, um, Resurrection oh, today. Right. Actually. Ugh. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I saw it before, but I wanted to, like, re-watch it since I was, like, going through all of them. And then I, and I've seen the Rob Zombie ones, but I'm putting myself through that again because I clearly have nothing better to do. So I'm watching the Rob Zombie ones again. So, and, like, I I binged Friday the 13th to do the two-part episode <laughs> <laughs> with you and Matt. Yeah. So we've had plenty of that was. And I will... Be very excited to watch the Nightmare on Elm Street series you guys will do. Oh yeah. Nightmare. I mean you could always join on that too, but I'm sure you'd have to catch up. You know what? 
you're correct. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're wrong because you're very much correct. It's on my list of movies. That's the series I'm actually gonna start next once I just do just finish the last two Halloweens just because I I just need to watch them again for some reason. <laughs> Put myself through that again. But Nightmare yeah. I like I, and it's the same thing. I've seen a few of them, I haven't seen them all. That's just a common okay. theme with me apparently in these horror franchises. But you've talked to me about Harry Potter, yeah. then I've seen all at least four times. Like, that's a different story. Who hasn't? Okay. If you do a Harry <laughs> Potter series, I'm on every episode. That's no oh, question. But of course. Of course. I have a fucking tattoo on the back of my neck that's Harry Potter. I'm going to be on every episode if you do it. Neither here nor there. Never got them. So, before we wrap, I've asked you a plethora of questions. Do you have any questions for me? Podcast related, personal, anything. Uh, well, first off, first off, I, I'm actually surprised I didn't get this question. Okay. And the name wreak havoc. Didn't ask me about that. That's very interesting. I have I haven't been asked by anybody about that. Yeah, cause I f- like I know that's like not your name, like well, it is but it is. Well, yeah, yeah, um, of course. But for some reason, to me, it's just it is your name, so I never even like would think to ask that. Well, I mean, do you wanna do you wanna explain it? Well, I was gonna say since since it's an exclusive, and I, I've been as transparent as. I've already been. So, uh, this is a brief story. So, there actually is another Tariq in my life. He's been a friend of mine since I was about five years old. Well, I met him through my cousin. Uh, so, but because there were two of us and, you know, we were, you know, growing up together very young, uh, another, another one of my cousin's friends, who was another smart young man, and uh, very creative. Uh, he, they had trouble, not trouble, but they, they wanted to differentiate us, you know, by giving us different names, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I mean, his is just spelled with different with a K, but they just wanted to, to kind of come up with something new. So I was initially I was Reek Light and he was Reek Havoc, oh. and that was like that was like the, the the two names that they would give us you know, for, for the, for the longest. And then as time went by, you know, everybody just stopped using them for the longest. And I'm like, Hmm. My, my thing was, I never had a nickname yeah, and that always bugged me. So I hadn't thought about it, you know, back then until like, as I was getting older, I was like, I never thought about it back then. And when I started to like get online and stuff like that, and think about screen names I'm like people have cool nicknames to use as screen names I don't have shit <laughs> and then it dawned on me like oh wait a minute he's not he's not it was three has, has a new name now is it's, it's it's a whole different thing uh his is vision of hope and th- there's a whole different meaning to it if you just plug this real quick if you go on to YouTube and you type in vision of hope you go to his page He'll tell you his whole story. It's very inspirational. It's it's a special story, and I he's one of the people that I respect more than most because he has a hell of a story, and 
the the name is specifically for that reason. But when that happened and he took on this new moniker, I said, oh, so that means that you won't be needing wreak havoc anymore. <laughs> uh, and you know, once that was established, I said, okay, cool. Let's see how long this sticks. I, I didn't think too much of it. I was just like, yo, it, it's something that I could put on my email and stuff like that as a name. And you know, next thing I know, it's just it's it's going, it's going, it's going. I put it on my Twitter and I put it on my Instagram and everything like that. And when I was coming up with like you know ideas and names for for the show, uh, that that's when I said, oh, this is really gonna work because. The first name I came up with was the Havoc Hour, and I was oh. like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> be my name now." There you go. And I mean, when I, when I when I was podcasting, like I would like kind of throw the name out from time to time, but the more I kept saying it, it's like, "Well, if I have my own show, I'm not just gonna come and say my real name. That's it's corny as fuck. It's <laughs> not gonna it's not gonna hit." So I fully embraced it once I came up with the name and the right. concept for my for my own show at that point in time. And from then, it's just... It's stuck. I mean, people yeah. think it's, like, probably your real-ass name. Like, I always forget it isn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Oh, and, and there's also, like, a another idea of it, but ugh, I, I like to forget this part of it. <laughs> Uh, it it all started me taking the name when I thought I was going to be a rapper, and it uh, it, it was a thing throughout senior year, and like I would write stuff and everything like that, and it just it was not going to go anywhere. So, uh, yeah, Reek Havoc actually has the background of trying to trying to be uh, a music guy and so you know when that didn't work I like kind of set it off to the side as just a screen name for a while before I brought it into podcasting but uh, those are like those are like the hidden origins of it I just I don't like to bring that up because that was that was I mean if you could see my face I was shocked yeah I love that though Wow, I love yeah. I love that you're giving me exclusive things. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, don't say don't say I never gave you nothing. I I cannot know, that is for damn sure. So, what questions do you have for me to bring it back? We'll, we'll uh, take it off you for a minute. Okay. Um. Well, really, this is this is the main one. What what made you? want to do all of this from like the beginning from the beginning so like you I started watching wrestling at a very young age I've said this on a few podcasts there is a picture somewhere and I still need to find it I still haven't because I don't know if there's a physical copy anywhere uh, me standing in uh, like my living room in my little pen whatever in diapers and a stone cold t-shirt Binky in my mouth, chilling. I think wrestling was on TV. Clearly been a fan for a while. And, like, growing up, like, I've got to go to WrestleMania. I just went to SummerSlam with you guys, so that was fucking cool. 
and it was in Vegas, and I fucking love Vegas, and I can't wait to go back. So, pandemic hit, right? I was working, but not working. There was, like, a month where I wasn't doing anything, and I tweeted. Like, this is when I, I have, like, a separate Twitter for, like, just my friends and people who I don't want to bother with my love of wrestling. So I created this wrestling Twitter. That's the Katie Wrestling 13. And then I have an, a separate Instagram too, but I don't even tell people about that because I don't post anything anymore. So I created this Twitter. I started tweeting about Dynamite mainly because that's when AEW was starting. So I'd be tweeting about that. And then I found out like, well, I didn't find out. I started realizing that, oh, people like podcasts about wrestling. This is interesting to me. I tweeted. I think the, the direct tweet was, what's your girl got to do to get on a wrestling podcast? I never said anything about hosting, producing, nothing. I said, be on a podcast. Just one. Just one. Um... That led to uh, Steven from Wrestling News World responded. He said, DM me. I was like, okay. And again, a female, you don't want pe- men being in the DMs. It's kind of weird sometimes. So when someone tells you to DM them, you get a little nervous. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I did. And he was like, I am uh, friends with someone. He's looking for a host for AEW Dynamite because he does a wrestling podcast and that's when I was just like hosting fuck okay not the plan he got me in touch with Kyle had an interview over Zoom it was like the one of the first times I used Zoom because I was like I wasn't needing to because I was out of college already I didn't I didn't have to deal with Zoom schooling god i give anyone credit who had to and i was i got interviewed on friday monday night was the raw recap this was back when smack raw which is the podcast i was a part of for a whole year they would do raw nxt dynamite and smackdown recaps i was on raw first night um that was before I bought my gaming PC that is I'm currently on. I was on my other computer. My internet shit the bed. I froze. I think I was lost at one point. Like, they lost my feed completely. I was panicking because this was live. There's a whole other story about what happened one time when I was live and I was by myself. <laughs> that was... um. That was traumatic. I can tell that story if you want me to. But the main gist of it is I did the Raw recap. I think I did that entire week. So I got to work with Vince when Vince was with Smack Raw and he was doing the NXT recaps. So I got to work with him. I got to work with Kevin and Kyle. And I got to work with RN for the entire week. I don't think I did SmackDown. And now that I think about it, I think I've only done two SmackDowns the entire year I was there. Because that's not my show. And at the time, I was barely watching SmackDown. Now I catch it every well, week because well, shit's yeah, great. You have to. You have to. Fast forward through the year, I learned how to... I, be, I started hosting about a month. 
excuse me, after I started, maybe producing a month or two after that. So within four months, I was hosting and producing three to four shows a week, including predictions and pay-per-views if we did them. I got to be on Unpopular Wrestling Opinions, but I was too nice back then. I just did one recently. Now I got to be mean. I like I like being mean now. I also See, just had a bad day that day, so Kyle just happened to message me and be like, do you want to be on? I was like, yes. I have some <laughs> frustrations. I would like to uh, just be mad at people. Um, But then in, oh God, May we went on hiatus after after Smack Raw hit two years. During that time, Sheely Showcase became a thing. Uh, we brought on Savannah. Uh, shout out to my girl Savannah. Love her to pieces. I brought her into the podcasting world. Uh, and now, uh, here we are. Sheely Showcase is its own umbrella with the Sheely Showcase, this show, uh, a collab show called In the Crowd and then Savannah show the New Japan Takeover so that was all within the span of a year and it started with a tweet <laughs> oh that's a better story than I got <laughs> I mean if you say so I mean mine didn't start with a tweet I mean you know I was just you know I offered to help a friend out Next thing you know, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it shit just happens sometimes, and you just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a happy accident. A very happy accident. Uh, what's it? Any, I don't like to use this word, any regrets or uh, lessons? Like, like podcasting? Yeah. Or in my life, because in my life is a different nah. story. No, nah, I'm sure we have. A, I'm sure we got a pl- another day, that another time for another all of that. Podcast. Um, I'm sure. Do I have any regrets? Yeah. I have one. That you didn't join Young Kings Wrestling. Stop it. <laughs> That's also another reason you became my advocate because you you were trying to get me to join Young Kings for a solid two months. I mean, y'all were on hiatus. I like to call it the tampering period. So uh, <laughs> no, no, I tampered. You, you tried to recruit me before. Well, that was just me throwing nuggets out about hypotheticals. I wasn't actually tampering. And then y'all went on hiatus. I tampered. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, fine. We'll say, besides not joining Young Kings Wrestling, the one regret I have is I took on too much at one time. Told you that. And that's one of the reasons we went on hiatus. Whether Kyle will say it or not, that was a big reason because I was physically... And emotionally burnt out. Like I said, I was doing raw recaps, so going live. I was doing NXT. I was at one point I was also doing Dynamite until we switched things up. 
and I was doing those three shows basically back to back to back and then I would do predictions and then I would do a pay-per-view if I needed to and that was a lot of and like I learned OB I learned how to do OBS like in like a week so it was doing everything with OBS and then uploading and then I had to learn how to make thumbnails so I was doing this consistently for about five months at least three days a week before I got my wisdom teeth taken out I did six shows because I knew I was only going to be gone I was gone for a week and I did six shows before I was gone I almost did an entire week but my computer or my internet decided to not work after the Royal Rumble so that's why I didn't do that so I just took on too much because I wanted to I guess prove myself because I was the newest person that within the smack raw fam group chat I was like the newest person I was as you have dubbed me before rookie of the year which I still greatly appreciate I was I was the newest person so I was like I gotta in my mind I was like I gotta step up I gotta do this I gotta prove myself and clearly I did at the expense of my health just a little bit but that's I'm fine now I'm good now like having this I was a little stressed getting this together but now oh yeah oh yeah how's the hand the hand is okay that okay the hand wasn't my fault though that happened at work and I have a bruised tendon so there's literally nothing I can do for that Oh, oh! I didn't tell you that. That's awkward. Yeah, I went to the doctor uh, like two weeks ago as just like another checkup because uh, he wanted me to. And he said I have a boxer's knuckle, so I basically have a bruised tendon. And I said, oh, good. How long does that take to heal? He said, about a month. So I um, occasionally, and a, a lot now, uh, still have the pains in my hand and my, my knuckles. So... That's neither here nor there. But my regret is I took on too much at one time. And I I just overworked myself. I would say that's my regret. Yeah, well, I think we all could have told you that. But uh, you wouldn't have listened if we did. Exactly. 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 I know know my faults. But I, uh, I did say that uh you know there was a there was a reason why I gave you all the uh credit and accolades that I did because that that that's your mindset when you have that mindset it shows mm-hmm. and uh that made it like I said that made it easy for me to be an advocate because you showed more than you spoke about and that's something that I'm a fan of I'm not people don't need to do all this talking you just do what you do yeah. That's what that's what my motto was. Well, again, I appreciate all of the. I I, I still remember the first time you gave me like one of your grandiose intros, and I was like floored. I was like, "What just happened? That was incredible!" And then you proceed to up your game almost every time, so I can't be mad at it. Yeah, yeah. That that was when I started channeling Paul Heyman because. Mm-hmm. It was just like 
I had to had to make it sound like really good, but I just you know that's one of those guys that I admire when you watch you know watch this for so long, yeah, because the guy never gives less than one hundred and ten every single week, mm-hmm. and you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be you know working this gimmick essentially as uh, being me and that that manager that advocate or whatever then i've got to really dig into it so i said okay let me see if i can channel some paul e and uh, i think once again ad-libbed yeah once again i I didn't think it through before time like i just started talking and i guess i just came up with stuff as i went on and that that's how it came to be now it's like I've done so many that I have to start jotting them down so I don't forget them. Yeah, that's very true. Did you have any other questions you wanted to ask me? Uh, no, not not really. No, or not you, really. I don't think that's. You, well, I mean, listen, you, you've you've tended to be an open book, so it's not like there's a lot that I haven't learned thus far when it comes to you. Plus, plus you, 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 you're asking me all the questions. Okay. I, 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 it is weird that I am such an open book because in, outside of this, I'm really not. Mm, interesting. That's, a, that's another session for later. You can, you can figure, you can dissect that if you want at a later time. Oh, we will. I'm yeah, pretty sure we have. Great. <laughs> All right. Pretty sure we, we've gotten there. We probably have. We'll go there again if necessary. But uh, before I end this, tell everyone where to find you and possibly where to find these Black Lives Matter shirts that I was wearing the entire time, but it was just slightly awkward. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> so you can find me at Recavic24 on Instagram and on Twitter. No, there is no footage or photos or any posts or anything like that that would indicate the stories that I told on this interview about my past with that name. So don't go looking. <laughs> uh, you can find the Havoc Hour on Instagram, the page is up where I put all my posts about sports, movies, all that good stuff. Uh, the episodes are up on Anchor, Spotify. The videos are up on YouTube. I'm still working on the, the, the latest one right now. I just need the, the scroll from TC, which apparently is getting copyright strikes, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, yeah, oh, that that man. that happened. I just, I, I, I just noticed the other day. Like it's not taking the video down, but I just I notice it as I'm uploading and it says copyright claim and I'm like, so I just I can't I'm not going to, but it says like you just can't make money off it. It's like whatever I'm not, but yeah, nice. But yeah, uh, those episodes are up every every one of them. You can check those out. You can find Young King Wrestling on Twitter at YK Wrestling. You can find us on Instagram at YK. Um, YK Wrestling underscore because they supposed they took our page away. Yeah, they took our page away unnecessarily yep. during Black History Month. Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. And if you go 
to our link tree on the YK Wrestling Instagram that is up now. That link tree is going to take you to the website where you can find those Black Lives Matter t-shirts that were designed by my co-host, Mr. The Thespian T.C. Fontaine. And uh, the donations from that, those uh, proceeds from the shirt will go into a fund with which he uses to uh, send out to families that are affected by police brutality and other events, stuff like that. We do not donate to the Black Lives Matter Foundation directly because they're questionable and we don't trust them and we don't mess with them. So instead we put money in the hands of, you know, families and other, you know, charities that are actually doing something with the money to progress the message. Yeah. Uh, did I miss anything? I think I got everything right. I think you got everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, also, yes. Also, Young Kings Wrestling is on Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube, and YouTube for the videos. Like she said earlier, the videos are where it's at because they're much more entertaining. But on all streaming platforms, you can find both the Havoc Hour and Young Kings Wrestling if you're boring and you don't like watching videos. <laughs> and you can find me and all things She Leads Showcase related at Katie Wrestling 13 on Twitter. In my bio is the link tree for the YouTube, uh, the Twitch, Anchor. That's all I have right now. I have to work with trying to figure out how to get merch. So that'll be happening in the future because I would like people to have merch of my shows. I don't know. It's something I've been wanting for a while. Gotta go to What a Maneuver. That is the plan. I've already talked to them once. They made those NWO beautiful t-shirts right there. They did. And I have talked to them before and there's some things they wanted me to change with the logos. So that's just I have haven't had time to like sit down and do it but i will that'll be in the link tree too i just appreciate everyone who has stayed and listened to this hour and a half interview and there will be more don't you worry uh (laughs) i'll just say it now the next person in this series is going to be the warden himself matt ritter oh my god Uh... (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. So, when that comes out, I haven't decided when I'm going to, like, post these yet. That will be the second one in the series. So, again, (laughs) thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. We will see you at a later point in time. (laughs) Bye-bye.